That's what I'm talking about, 202. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Carton and Roberts. Evan Roberts, Craig Carton, all the way to 630. Got a great show for you today, as always. 877-337-6666. Well, we all have our own bucket list, don't we? And while we've been blessed and fortunate enough to do some amazing things, typically around the sports world, I checked off another box today as I got to meet someone who I think is a top 10 singer of all time. Oh. As we discussed a few weeks ago, the great Pink was in the building today, and I got to spend some quality time with her and a checkbox. Were you, Thank you, sir. Were you starstruck? No, but... Uh, no nerves at all. No. I'll tell you what I did, though. Wow. So I FaceTimed a family member mm -hmm. uh, who's a big fan of Pink, and uh, even let them talk to each other. Oh, so you not only met Pink, but you had Pink FaceTime <laughs> yeah. in your family? I had Pink FaceTime in my family. <laughs> I'm sure she loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's a big fan of mine, too. She told me, she goes, every day I'm in New York, it's Carton and Roberts. <laughs> Carton and Roberts, Carton and Roberts every single day. And uh, she even said, look, I take credit for the Eagles Super Bowl a few years back because oh, I did the anthem for it. Ah. Ah. And she's an Eagle fan, isn't big she? Big Eagle fan. Big, wow. big, 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 big Eagle fan. I give fan. you credit. You don't even have to pretend to like her because literally like a week ago on the air, right. you were arguing with me about how popular she was. Yes. And you were proven right, by the way, yep. just looking at how hot her ticket sales uh, are. She's playing City Field, too, by the way. I know. And at City Field, to like yep. get in and see her in concert, like the yeah. get-in price yeah. is 250 something absurd. It's crazy. No, she's uh, she's that good at what she does. Well, good for her and good for yes, you. Yes, and I'll be seeing her at City Field as well, yeah. and I'll be seeing her at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I'm sure you are. I may go on tour with her, <laughs> and just wherever she is, I'm just going to go pop, 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 pop. So you're like yeah. one of those weird Springsteen fans who follow him to every city no, and I, every not concert? Yet, but I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm giving it a lot of consideration, I'll tell you that right now. Um, anyhow, good to be here, good to have you here. I know for a lot of you, it's, let's just wait. Let's just wait. Has he shown his head yet? Has he popped out <laughs> of the darkness retreat yet? Has he decided he wants to be a Jet? And to be fair, as much as we may all be tired of talking about it and hearing about it, it would be such a transformative moment in New York Jet history that has not been in any way, shape, or form been presented to us as that's not on the table. You kind of have to play this game and this dance now, waiting and hoping that when Aaron Rodgers comes out of his retreat, that he has had the epiphany that, A, he wants to be traded because there are those in Green Bay that don't believe that's happening, and then, B, he wants to play for the New York Jets. So as much as I'm sick and tired of talking about it, I'm sure you are to a certain extent as well, it would be such a major moment in the franchise's history it's something that we got to discuss until we find out he is or he isn't. I, I think what's frustrating is that, you know, we're kind of getting teased a little bit. Sure. Because a few days ago, there was this very respected Packer reporter who said the Packers are done with him. They can't wait to get rid of him. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I checked the first box. Like, you right. checked the pink box? Yes. I'm checking the Green Bay is done with Aaron Rodgers box. And then today, there's another well-respected reporter, Tom Pelissero, who says... I haven't heard any of that. The Packers love Aaron Rodgers. Sure. They'd love for him to come back because that's the key to all of this. Aaron's going to play football. I think we all accept that. He's not retiring. He's not walking away from 50-plus million dollars. But then it comes down to the marriage. Do both sides want the marriage to last, or are they ready to divorce each other? 
And that's like the first domino you need to have fall. You need the Packers to be done with this guy. You need Rodgers to be done with them. If that happens, the Jets are in the mode. They're in the playing field. They got a shot. But now you kind of get this Green Bay hates them. Oh, wait, no, they don't. And that's a little frustrating. Well, I I think that is frustrating. I do think that there's a part of that, which I've long uh, ranted against, as you're aware, that there are people in the media that want the story to be about them. And I'm not talking about talk shows who are paid to have an opinion and entertain and all that stuff, but people that cover the teams who now figure, if I put something out there and I'm lucky and I get it right, I stand out from the crowd. And I'm with you in that because two days ago, a 30-year reporter of the Green Bay Packers said, and I'm quoting now, the Packers are disgusted mm-hmm. by him. That was the quote. Yes, no, no. And they're ready to move on. Yeah. And now you have a guy who is a well-respected uh, reporter in Tom Pelissero for NFL Network, if I'm not mistaken, who goes, I never heard that. Like, right. I talked to the Packers front office or some people in the organization, and they'd love to have Aaron Rodgers back. And here's the rub on that. Whether the, he's a pain in the ass or not, he probably has a lot of successful people or high-maintenance pain in the asses, and you put up with them because they're just that good at what they do. Yes, Craig, there's a lot of really successful yes, right? people right. that are pains in the asses. Yeah, right. I can't think of one. Oh, I can think of a lot of people <laughs> in our industry as well. Me too. Who are successful, high-maintenance, pain-in-the-ass people. <laughs> Anyone come to mind? Yeah, you want to say the name on the count of three? One, two, three. Craig Carton. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Me. I'm the most, most low-maintenance star you guys have ever met in your lifetime. Oh, yes. Very yeah, low Yeah, you should be grateful in all your lives. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, too funny. Anyway, uh, so I get that aspect of it. But again, you know, the Green Bay Packers are a unique situation in that there's no owner. Right? There's no uh, guy who's like, I'm a multi-billionaire. I own the Packers. I'm going to dictate what happens here. It's a bit of a collective in that regard. And what's interesting about it is if the goal is still to win championships, and I'd like to believe Green Bay still has that as a primary goal, we've talked about it so many times on this show, the road to at least a championship game and then a potential Super Bowl appearance, and easy is not the right word, but I'm going to use it, is far easier in the NFC than the AFC. So if I look at it twofold. From the Packers' standpoint, I might think Jordan Love is the second coming or the third coming now. Favre, Rogers, Love. I don't know if they're right or wrong on that, but they may feel that way. Okay, fine. But the flip side of that is if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I know I've got two, three, maybe four healthy, productive years left in the NFL for my storybook career, uh, which is a first bout Hall of Fame career, why would I want to go to the AFC where even if I play my ass off, the odds of getting to a Super Bowl are astronomically worse right. than they are in the NFC. And that's the part that I've always troubled with. Not that he wouldn't want to play for the Jets right, right. because the Jets do offer a lot. The road is tougher with the Jets. And I get if, that. And it's not like you're 28 and you're making that decision. You're in your mid-30s. It's almost over. Yeah, And that's the rub here where I, I don't think he's leaving. So the assumption I've always made about this is that when Kuntz Kuntz and Aaron Rodgers had their hand-shaking deal a while back, the deal was, Aaron, if you're done with us, we will allow you to be done with us. We will help you find a new location. But we're not trading you inside the NFC. 
Right, which not, apparently is the understood agreement right, here. And, and I understand that. So I think it's almost just a part of the deal that if you want to leave this place, and I could see why he'd be done with this place. He's been there for a very long time. And last year he was frustrated. He was honest about how frustrated he was with the youth of the wide receivers, with the lack of investment they've had on improving the skill position around him. Whether you agree with him or not, that's not the point. He was frustrated by that. So I think Aaron would look at greener pastures like Vegas, where he could play with an elite-level wide receiver he's close with, or play with the Jets with all the talent they have, not only on offense but defense, and say, yeah, I could beat those other elite-level quarterbacks. I'm not sure a competitor, a Hall of Famer, views the competition the way we do. We look at it as sports fans, and we analyze and say, well, the Bills are good, the Chargers are this, the Chiefs are that. You think Aaron Rodgers thinks that? Aaron Rodgers probably looks at these other quarterbacks and says, yeah, I'm the two-time COVID MVP. They should be scared of me. I'm not going to be scared of them. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's just it's fascinating that one guy who uh, loves the attention, in my opinion, is uh, holding a couple franchises hostage right now until he uh, has this inward moment with himself to decide what he wants to do. Now, look, Green Bay can always say no, but I don't think they're going to. I think if he says I'm out, they will trade him. Yeah, I'm under the impression I think we're on the same page if on that. one of the two sides wants out, it's over. Like, I don't think we're going to have a hostage situation where Rodgers wants out, the Packers say no, or vice versa, where the Packers say we're done with you and Rodgers says, well, I ain't going anywhere. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if one of the two parties wants to break up, they're going to break up. Kind of like yes. a real couple. Yeah, but, no, but I think it's more the handshake agreement from a year ago uh, is what's in play, where if mm -hmm. he does come to them and say, listen, I've given it a lot of thought. I've uh, looked inside myself. I've had my retreat. And I just want a new challenge that's outside of Green Bay. It does seem like they will honor that. Yes. And then it comes down to, yeah, it's Vegas or it's here outside. Maybe it's Tennessee. But I think it's New York or Vegas. And we kind of have agreed as fans that we're willing to be held hostage because he's just that good. And, and I think the Jets have agreed. because what's Seems been like clear it because they can sign Derek Carr today. I, I think the Jets are taking the approach I'd have, which is we have a list. We have a list. Number one on that list is Aaron Rodgers. Number two on that list is Derek Carr. Yep. I don't know where Lamar Jackson falls in all this, so let's put him to the side right now because it's a lot more complicated with the franchise tag. Would they actually trade him? So put that to the side. But the Jets have a list the way I have a list, the way you have a list, the way all of us dopey fans have our own little lists. And I think the list is the same as mine, which is Aaron Rodgers is number one. He's the Hall of Fame quarterback that gives them the best chance to win a championship immediately. And number two on that list is Derek Carr, who they're selling him on. Hey, Derek, you come here and win, you're a first ballot yeah, Hall of Famer. that's uh, an erroneous report. That's Diana Rossini. It's an erroneous report. She's saying that you're there's, saying that's not true? That's not true. There's no, I'm not saying that there's not a low-level assistant to an assistant ball boy who was like, hey, you know what would be so cool? He comes here and uh, play, you know, makes the playoffs five straight years, wins the Super Bowl. He's the first battle Wait, of Famer. So you don't think? I can tell you it's a fact that Joe Douglas never told uh, Derek Carr, come here and win and you'll be a first battle of Famer. By the way. And the notion that that's out there is comical. Yeah, but I wouldn't look at the, the, the nature of that statement and analyze it. I would just simply say they're recruiting a player, are they not? Like when you're out to dinner yes. with a player, you're recruiting a player. Correct. Okay, so we agree they're recruiting. Isn't that a very recruiting kind of no. sentence? For a high school kid going to college, sure. Or even an NFL Come player. here, you'll be an all-Big Ten rock star. No, no, you don't think when that When you're recruiting a guy that's been in the league for nine years, has made over $100 million, and is now looking for his final resting place as an NFL player, part of the pitch is not, hey, Billy, if you play really good here, you'll be a first ballot Hall yeah. of Famer. Why not? 
Because that's not what? part of the pitch. You're, not, you're telling me they Come wouldn't on. say to Aaron Rodgers, boy, I'll tell you something, Aaron. You win a Super Bowl here. Yeah. You go up a notch as an all-time great quarterback. You slay the impossible. No. You win a championship with the Jets. You're telling me they no. wouldn't say that to you, you think you have to, again, well, they a should. nine-year veteran and a 15-year veteran. They should or whatever it is. You think you have to sit there at an Italian restaurant in summer New Jersey and go, you know what, Billy? You know what, Aaron? You know what, Derek? If you have five really great years here, you'll be a... F- no, they don't. You know what's funny about that? Because we're not talking to children. We're talking to grown men. You know what's funny about that? What? I know what was said. See, yeah. You don't know I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it. Go ahead. I know what was said to one Craig Carton at dinner two and a half years ago. You know, Craig, number one in afternoons along with number one in mornings... Only Stern's done that. Yeah. And I know what your reaction was. You had a little smile on your face and said, that's cool. Sign me up. I'm in. So don't try me. I, that recruitment works on people wanted, that aren't I children. I mean, I'll tell you exactly what I said. I'd rather do mornings again. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. Damn you to hell. Well, I mean, they were pitching me on Bart Scott at the time, too. <laughs> your, name, your name hadn't quite come I up yet. I was like fifth on the list. I'm yeah. the Ryan Tannehill of the Jets. Yeah, meanwhile, I saw something and heard something earlier. Earlier today, I'm debating getting into it on the air or not, uh, which is one of the most sad and pathetic pieces of video slash audio. Evan, I've done this for more than 30 years. <laughs> I've been blessed to have a lot of success, especially right here in New York City on WFAM. And uh, there have been other places where I failed miserably, too. But I saw a about 30-second, 40-second uh, video today that is one of the most pathetic Sad. I mean, moments in my career. Hmm. I don't even know what I can compare it to. Uh, I saw the video of a beaten man today. A man who uh, I thought was making like a hostage video today. No, really. And it's so sad and pathetic and uh, unprofessional that I'm not sure if I want to even air it for everybody. But I probably will. <laughs> Probably right on 4 or 5 o'clock is what I'm thinking. As you get, begin your drives home, I will most likely play it and comment on it because it's so bad. And it's just, it's, I saw the video of a tired, sad, beaten man today. And it's troubling to me that I may have had a role in that. And I get such tremendous joy out of that. Oh, so there's no compassion, it's just joy? No, I, I'm compassionate oh, about okay. it, yeah. yeah. I feel, I almost want to call the man up and say, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry that I, I, I had that impact on you uh, per- personally and professionally. But there's something going on right now that is so sad and pathetic that I feel like I need to have a party. And yet you can't get that smile off. And I, like, I don't even know if I want to address it. <laughs> Uh, but I think I'm going to have to. Well, now you have to. At some point, a little bit later on today. A little bit later <laughs> on today. Oh, it's so terrible. <laughs> boy, that smile on your face. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Wow. Anyhow, we'll get to that. We'll get all your calls as well. Uh, 877-337-6666. We got some baseball for you as well. A little bit later on today, and I will ask the question again regarding Derek Carr, and I'm not sure if I remember your answer yesterday, Evan, so I'll give you a shot just to remind me because I I apologize. I do forget exactly what you said about it, but if the Paul Schwartz uh, report I saw in the paper today or late yesterday. No. If I may. (laughs) If I I may, sir. All right, go ahead. 
if that report is accurate, and I respect the fact that he's a very good beat reporter. What's his report again? I'm going to give it to you right now. Okay. That the numbers that Danny Jones is going to wind up getting mm -hmm. are in the ballpark. He didn't give it exact, but are in the ballpark of five years, $190 million. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where we're at. Give or take a couple on this way or that way, which is $38 million a year. He didn't write how much would be guaranteed, which is obviously the most important part of that. Sure. But that the Giants and Daniel Jones are in the neighborhood of five years, 190. If that is accurate, and I have no reason to think it's not accurate, my question would be, the Giants are willing to do that for Daniel Jones. Why wouldn't they do it for Derek Carr, who's better? Five-year commitment. I don't know the guarantee. Well, Maybe that's a big part of it. Well, well hold on. But why not I, consider can, everybody? May, may I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Because I'm curious now that you bring this up. Yeah. If Daniel Jones is going to get that contract, let's say he does. Okay. What makes you think Derek Carr yeah. wouldn't get significantly more? There's a if he market with for someone Derek else, he would. Well, yes, he will. Like well, Derek he, Carr has a market for him, right? We we kind of know no the market. doubt about that. Yes, at minimum, we know two teams: yep. the New York Jets, the New Orleans Saints. There's a market for Derek the Carr. Carolina. Go ahead. Okay. With you. And by, by the way, all those teams think they can win. They really do. The Jets think, "Wow, we're a quarterback away." Uh, the Carolina Panthers and New Orleans Saints think division's lousy. We're a quarterback away. If Derek Carr is going to watch Daniel Jones sign for that kind of money, yeah. you don't think his agent is smart enough to say, yeah, we're getting a lot more than right, that? Right, which is why you uh, trumpet if you're the Giants and you don't give Daniel Jones that kind of money. You offer that deal instead to Derek Carr, who I don't think anyone's going to debate is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. All due respect to Danny having a really good year both on the ground and throwing the ball, not having as many turnovers that has plagued him. What I don't understand, while the New York Jets rightfully so are hot and heavy on Derek Carr, uh, if not Aaron Rodgers, the New York Giants don't have a legitimate proven franchise quarterback. He had a good year. He didn't have a great year. He had a good year. A good year that gives you promise that he might get better if you give him a better line, more weapons, et cetera, et cetera. But if I'm going to commit, and I don't know that it's accurate, but I believe Schwartz is a good reporter, in the neighborhood of a buck ninety, I'd rather spend that money on Derek Carr. That's a no-brainer no to me. Disagree. Really? Yeah. I'm fascinated because by that. Because I think if you're the Giants, you're spending money on Daniel Jones to continue to find out how much better he can be. He's also six years younger than Derek Carr. And if they're not going to invest the money in Daniel Jones, and I understand the argument of why you wouldn't, then start over at the position. You don't then reinvest even more money in a guy who's six years older. I wouldn't do that if I'm the Giants at all. I would. We'll get into it, though, because it's a worthy debate. 877-337-6666. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Tommy's back from jury duty. Did you get picked to be on the uh, the jury, or did you uh, flame out on that? I flamed out. They sent me home. Yeah? yeah. What kind of case was it? Uh, I don't think I could discuss that uh, publicly. Oh, stop. Yeah, you can. No, I can't. Yeah, you can. You, you know, don't say names. You could say it was a a robbery case, a murder no, case. No, it, it was civil. It wasn't criminal. Civil case. Mm -hmm. It was uh, like a contractor uh, built a pool bed. They want their money back, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not really at liberty, I think. Oh, the vibe I got was I'm not at liberty to talk about this stuff. So I was. The it, courtroom is an open room for the public to attend at their leisure. No, but I was in a private, whatever. The room I was in was not open to the public. If there was a jury selection, then it's open to the public. It was going to be a long civil case. 
and I was I would have been gone what? for a while. What was the uh, the gist uh, of you it? You know, somebody wanted money from some uh, company. I don't know. I don't I don't remember all the details. <laughs> he doesn't well, want what to am tell I a snitch? You. I'm not gonna. You know, I don't think I'm supposed to it's, say anything. I think you're using the word. You can't wrong. say he was George Watson. You can say I was in a, a case where a homeowner uh, was suing a contractor or a plumber was suing a homeowner or something like that. Yeah, it had to do with something, uh, injuries to something. <laughs> something to something. Did you think it was for a Fugazi claim? I didn't hear. No, I didn't get all the full details. Oh, you got kicked out before I, you got I didn't to even the get to like the second round what of questioning. What did you do the entire day of jury duty? I sat around. Did you, did you like, uh, was your phone allowed in there? Yes. My, you were allowed to bring whatever you want to eat. So what you were know, you doing? Were you like on Twitter watching yeah, YouTube just, videos? I was just chilling. Yeah, I was just chilling. Yeah. It's funny. It was I was boring, frankly. I, was, I had lunch by myself today because I thought uh, it was the, I was there the wrong day of the week. I went to the restaurant to have lunch with Tom Brady today. <laughs> and I sat there waiting for Tommy to show up. Yeah. And then the owner of the restaurant came out and said he's on vacation this week. Uh, uh, sent his regards and apologized for not texting him. At least you went from not being stood up by Tom Brady yeah. to meeting Pink. And then, I got, to meet, then I got to meet Pink today, who I love. I'm a huge fan of Pink's. And she's coming to City Field. She's coming to the Garden. Uh, she's going to Fenway if you want to go to Boston. Yes. Yeah, so. And I'm going to see Pink. And I spent some quality time with Pink. Pretty awesome. <laughs> good pretty, pretty good day for We're me. We're all very happy for Yeah, you. I, what? Are you going to go up and play the drums during one of her sets? Was that discussed at well, all? Well, it was discussed, but not confirmed. Cool. Yeah. Will Anthony go up and sing a Pink song? And say, my dear friend Pink? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yes. a good one. <laughs> and that's introduce good. her? Uh, City not... Field, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, my good friend, Pink. My good friend, Pink. <laughs> it's like I never met the kid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she uh, she does take credit for that Eagles Super Bowl win five years ago. She did the anthem. Yep. She does take credit for that, and she did say that she has no interest. Not that she would say no, mm -hmm. but this moment in her life, she would not do the halftime show. No interest she'd be in a quality... You know, a performer for the halftime show. Did she ever consider singing the national anthem she before did. one of the Phillies World Series games? Well, they, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the Maybe answer. she did, and I'm not aware of it. But well, that you got to think they would have asked her. She's a Philadelphia girl. Is she like the most famous Philadelphia performer? Uh, there are a lot of famous Philadelphia performers. Rocky doesn't count, Craig. He's not I real. I know Rocky doesn't count. I'm aware that Rocky's not real. I'm just saying. I mean, you could have the OJs do it. You could have... Um, not Aretha Franklin, she just passed. But um, famous musician. Oh, who's the other gal that's like Aretha Franklin? Like uh, Aretha Franklin. She, yeah. Okay, we got Patty LaBelle. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Patty LaBelle. We got Chubby Checker. Yeah, well, he's not around anymore. We got Will Smith. You can't rap the national anthem. I don't think he sings. We got Boys to Men. Boys to Men would be a classic. We got the Roots. Roots would be amazing. That's not bad. All right. Yeah. We got I'm Diplo. We got Diplo. Diplo's a DJ. We got Quest Love. Quest Love's a drummer. All right. Yeah, I, for the Roots, by we the way. We got the Disco Biscuits. Big fan of them. Oh, who doesn't love the Disco Biscuits? Billie Holiday, though she's been dead for she, a long time. Uh, Billie Holiday's not dead. I think she is. Jennifer. Oh, Billie Holiday. I thought you said Jennifer Holiday. No, bad. I said Billie Holiday. You did. I heard you. You're right. You did. She's been dead 50 years. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Jennifer Holiday's alive, and she's on Broadway right now. In a one-woman show, singing her classic hit that was called what? Jennifer who? H Holiday. Holiday. Yes. Is singing her... F oh, I know that one. Come on, and if you guys are such cheaters over hot there. Hot Tin on the Hot Tin Roof. Not... Uh, no. Cat on the Hot Tin Roof. No, no, no. Where are my girls at? No, and I know Connor just cheated, 
And I'm pretty sure that uh, Jablonski over there just cheated too. The show, this song was memorialized by Jennifer Hudson and Dreamgirls. Jennifer Hudson. Does that help you out or no? Girls. Uh, well, you guys are the worst when it comes to soulful music. <laughs> I'm the worst when you it comes to... You have no background no, at hold all. Hold on, can I clarify? Yeah. I'm the worst when it comes to all music. Yeah, but like you have... Soulful like, music, like But matters. especially soul music. You guys have no, no, like, no historical references at all. Go ahead, Connor, tell them the name of the song. It is, and I'm telling you I'm not going. Yes, she's um on Off-Broadway, Broadway, doing like a one-woman show, oh, which I would love to go see if you want to get me a birthday gift. When's your birthday again? January. Oh, it passed. Well, the one that you missed. Sorry about that one. The one that you sent me those fugazi <laughs> cookies for. No, that was for Christmas. Oh, yeah, well, they're, 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 I didn't get anything for your birthday. They're still there. <laughs> Can't get rid of them. Even the chickens don't want to eat them. Here's uh, um, Joe and Wes Patterson. Joe, Joe, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, first time caller here. Uh, Spartan, about what you were saying about DJ's uh, contract. Five years, $190 million. That's what's I being mean, reported. Uh, that's in that ballpark, yeah. Right, right, yeah. I mean, uh, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I'm a diehard Giants fan. I love DJ. I actually just picked up his jersey after this after he beat the freaking Vikings. But, I mean, come on. $38 million a year for this guy that threw what? 15 touchdown passes? It's uh, a little absurd to me, don't you think? Yes. I, I Right now, I know Evan uh, doesn't like this, and he yelled at me yesterday for it, but I'll be cons consistent about it. I would give Daniel Jones a two-year, $25 million contract. Well, he yelled at you because he, it's not going to work. He's not going to accept yeah, it. Yeah, no, I don't well, know about that. See you later. Thank you. Thank the you, most Joe. I'm giving him is like $28, $30 million. And by the way, I think you're going to be right about that, Joe. I really do. I, I don't I hope think. So, no, because I, then we'll get to keep Saquon. I, I really think that ultimately – his agent's going to be smart enough to know that this dream offer ain't out there. Right. And so, yeah, the Giants could put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him, and we could do a dance for That's a while. $32 million for one year. Which is certainly on the table that we do the tango for a while, which could cost you Saquon Barkley. I admit that. You don't have the power to tag him. There's teams with cap room. A team like the Chicago Bears can say, here's the money, come yep. here. Yep, that's right. But, I mean, and a lot of his success came from, you know, a lot of teams keying up on Saquon as well. Yeah, that's a yes, that's a part of it, but I, I do think Daniel Jones should get like credit for what yeah, he did. But, but but you put yourself in a tough spot where going into an offseason in which everybody knows they have to improve the weapons around Daniel Jones. It's right. a tough look to begin the offseason by losing the guy who is responsible for like sixty percent of the offense in Saquon Barkley. So right, exactly. it's not impossible, but you put yourself right at the top off to a little bit of a tough start and trying to fill those holes. Sure. Now, keep in mind, I mean, it is a good running back free agent market coming up. But, I mean, uh, look at this guy's top receivers. Isaiah Hodgins, a freaking bench player on but, the but, 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 but here's the problem, Joe. Forget the running backs, okay? Because I don't think they're going to invest big on any running back. It's not like right. they're going to let Saquon go and sign Jacobs. And then, and then drop 14 mil the, on somebody else. The wide receiving free agent market, and I want to be very nice when I say this. I'm going to think of a very eloquent word, Craig. <laughs> the wide receiver free agent market freaking sucks. Yes. All right, yeah. let's it's go bad, with that. It's a bad year for Now, it, it got right. a little bit better today because Robert Woods got released, and he seems to be very excited that he's unemployed now. Now, to be a fair, not a great market. There are guys that are very good that are probably going to be traded. There's reports, of course, that Mike Evans is on the block. We know for a fact that DeHoppe uh, uh, is on the block. Yep, yep. That's from the owner of the Cardinals. So there will be three, four right, guys those, of note. But, but, but keep this in mind for DeAndre Hopkins, for anyone else you want to come up with. That's going to cost you draft capital and a new contract. Yeah. It's always easier to just sign a free agent. And I was racking my brain before the show because I was looking at the list. I was thinking, all right, who's the best wide receiver on the market? And I'm looking at this list, and I'm saying, you know who I think the answer is? I think the answer is Juju Smith-Schuster. And that's amazing to me that that's literally, 
I mean, you can argue with it, but... <laughs> Like who is it? Is it Marvin Jones? Is it DJ Chark? It is a bad. Is it, it's a bad year for free agent wide receivers. Like based on age and performance from this past year and ability to stay on the field, the best free agent wide receiver is probably Juju Smith-Schuster. Craig, right? Wow, right. It's one of those years, but that so, happens. So the danger the Giants have, and now again, there's still Odell Beckham out there, which is you know he can side with anybody. Whatever I can't he wants. put him number one. The guy didn't play last year. I, I'm just saying he's out there. He's going to sign with somebody. Okay. Yes. I think we know Hopkins is going to be traded. I was told today. I was told Mike Evans is apparently on the block, uh, and then maybe some other guys. But you're right; it's a bad year for in a year that, that you're desperate to get wide receivers. This ain't a good year for it, which is also probably why Victor Cruz said a couple days ago that he's hearing rumblings out of the Giants camp that they're going after Hopkins. Okay, they should, but what's the cost? At what cost? Right, that I don't know. Like, DeAndre Hopkins hasn't played a full season in a couple of years. Is he the same question. guy as he was it, four years ago? It, listen, I think when it comes to money and only money, because money's the differentiator and it's about your family and your life and your needs. But if someone said to Daniel Jones, look, here's the, if the Giants said to him, look, here's the deal. We, we could probably give you $32 million bucks a year. But if we do that, I'm making up numbers here, obviously. If we do that, if we give you the money your agent wants right now, I mean, you're, we're kind of hamstrung at getting anything else done other than our drafts, our draft picks, right? Because we're right now we're $50 million under the cap. Signing you kind of makes it hard to get more than one other guy, making this up, right? Would you take a little less to allow us to re-sign Saquon and get your wide receiver? Mm -hmm. Now, it's about your bank account. It ain't about anybody else's. But if you're in a place where it's still a ridiculous amount of money, would you say I'll take less? No, what I would say is you guys are smart. You know how to manipulate a cap. Let's make Figure that cap number low this year because I'm with you. I want to win. But the cap's shooting up next year. So all that money that I believe I've earned, you're going to pay me. Yeah. But we can manipulate the cap in a way that's beneficial to improving this so roster. Let me ask this, Evan. You can do both in today's Let's NFL. Let's say that you make $50,000 here to do a talk on the radio about sports. Mm -hmm. be a nice living, right? It's always, I, I get to talk sports and make fifty grand. i am in. And uh, your contract was up. And you're like, I've done a really good job. I'm number one. I kind of knocked the other guy into early retirement. He's now putting out pathetic videos that are embarrassing. <laughs> so as a result of that, I want 75 grand. Right. I want like a 50% raise. Right, right, right. And the company comes and says, listen, you deserve a raise. You're doing a great job. But we can give you 75, but then we can't hire that producer you want. Mm -hmm. And that producer makes your show even better. Right. So if you want to work with us, we can give you 67.5 and we can hire that producer. Or you can take the 75 and we can't hire the producer. What would Evan Roberts do? The problem is it's all a lie. It's all a lie. Whoa. The company's lying to me and the Giants would be lying to Daniel Jones. It's all a lie. What would you do? It's all a lie. You'd say, I'd I say want both? You, I'd say, I want both. And they go, we can't do it. And I'd say, you're lying okay. to me. We won't do it. Okay. We'll give you 67.5 and the producer of your choice. Or we give you a 75, and the next guy that knocks on our door is your producer. The greater success for you individually is the success of the team. You take less money. You would take less money in that spot? If Daniel Jones. Yeah, I didn't hear uh, yes, you know I didn't hear yes yet. If I believe it makes the show better, you have yes, to. Yes, you have to. Because you could take the money in the short term, yeah. and it pays you more money. That's right. But if the show fails, where's that money two years from now? Yeah, now let me ask so you, you this, be let me ask this question. Yeah. Would you let the person know? That you took less money so that they could get paid. Never. That's a secret. You keep that to your grave. I agree. 100%. Don't flaunt that kind of stuff. Right. 
What if it was your partner? <laughs> I would remind you every day. You would? <laughs> then different. I have something I want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> Not really. I have something I want to tell you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you. I got you. I got you. As long as you buy me Ralph's, the date opens. We are good. Oh yeah. When we does are, it open? By the way, I think March one. We're almost there. Yeah. We I haven't think, had uh, March first. We haven't had a lick of snow. Ralph's closed. Ralph's opens. Yeah. What a fugazi winter we've just had. Although it's going to be freezing cold this weekend. I heard. I heard there's like yeah. ice storms a little north and west of the city tonight. Yeah. So I know. Oh, is that gonna, tonight? Tonight. Uh oh Yeah. Still driving that Elantra. <laughs> uh, it's like I haven't been asking. <laughs> Still driving that Elantra, though. Yeah, but you got away with it this year, man. This I got very... By the way, the Elantra's a badass car. Been very, very good to me. Uh, and yes, I've been very lucky. It's not a great car in snow or ice. Yeah, but we haven't had any. Yeah. And we're, never, we're not going to have any. It's over. It's done. There's going to be one. You when? know full well. March, Opening day Yankee March baseball. 6th. <laughs> You know it's coming at some point. No, I think it's March 30th. Yankees Giants get snowed out. By the way, uh, we got invited today to uh, do our show from uh, Port St. Lucie. We're in. We're in. We're in. Do you want to do it? We're in. I kind of committed for you. Yes. Now I, I just got to know the, me. I got to get the station to work out the details. But uh, we may be doing a broadcast from Port St. Lucie uh, coming up uh, third, second, third week of March. Done. Something along those lines. Let's go. I think March 17th might be a day. That's St. Patrick's Day. Yes, Friday. That's a Friday. Which is always great when St. Pat's is on a Friday. That's always the best. We should also broadcast the game, too. So, well, here's what I was thinking. Yeah. I checked the schedules. Yep. The Yankees have a game on Thursday the 16th at 6.30. Oh. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We go down to Tampa on Thursday. Yeah. We do a Yankee show on Thursday. Of course. Friday, then after the show, whatever we do, we do. Friday morning, up early. Drive from Tampa to Port uh, to Port St. Lucie. Yes. I have no idea how long that drive is. An probably, hour and 45 minutes. Probably a four-hour drive. Two hours and 12 minutes. Whatever it is, it's doable, right? Very ugly, but doable. Friday, we do a Met show. Yes. You get to stay in Port St. Lucie for the weekend. Yeah. I go to South Beach, <laughs> and that's that. And now we're ready for the opening of the season. Sounds like a perfect weekend. Are you in on that? Yes. Would you like me to make that happen? Yeah, let's go. Should we do any play-by-play while we're there? I think we should. For which one? Both. Oh, is that too much play-by-play for you? No, I mean, I'm in. Let's I show mean, the bosses what they're missing from us or with us. We know how to do some play-by-play. Yeah. By the way, Yankee baseball, little Mets baseball. By the way, I think there was a uh, story in the paper today about something Yankee-related, wasn't there? What was it? Some, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a report that, uh... Shackleford or something got Justin Shackle is going to be the third man. It's like the NWO angle. He's the third man! You don't get that. Justin gonna... Shackle. Didn't we talk to Justin Shackle? We, we did. did. He was the, the local kid, uh, did Cyclones games, right? No. No. no That's Keith Rad. He's doing Didn't the Didn't we talk job. to him? We yes. talked to Keith Rad as well. When did we talk to Justin Shackle? So last year, the Yankees or WFN had a bunch of different guys filling in for John. Yeah. And he was, I think, the first. So we had him on. And, yeah, he was a nice guy. So what's he doing? I think you liked him because he took a shot at Susan. Or you thought he took a shot at Susan. Oh. But he really didn't take a shot at Susan. I have vague recollections of that. you remember that? that? Vaguely. Something like that? Now, as you say it, I vaguely remember something. He was he felt bad. He was awkward. Yeah. I shouldn't have brought it up because I'm sure it's all been taken care of. So what's he doing for the Yankees? Play-by-play? -play? I think he's going to do a Radio play-by-play? Yeah, I think according to the report, he's going to do like 20 to 30 games. So is he replacing Sweeney Murdy for the uh, post-game shows? I don't know about that. That I'm not sure of. So what's he doing? 
I just told you 20 or 30 games. Oh, he's like a feeling like if John doesn't go to L.A., right. he would go to L.A. Kind of like we did last year. There was a couple different guys that got to do games That's on the exactly road. That's exactly what I just said, yes. You did? Yes. Sorry. No problem. I didn't really. Here for you. Well, I wasn't really paying attention. That's all right. I, I could see that glazed over look when you're not paying attention. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I'm afraid of what you're looking at on that screen. Well, I was thinking about bringing back uh, Wag Wednesday. <laughs> But everyone that mocked Wag Wednesday is now trying to do something. Because <laughs> Wednesday's a magical day. Chris. Wednesday's apparently a big day to try to be creative for the yes. first time in 20 years. That's <laughs> 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 so terrible. It's so, like, I don't even know what, I, like, I could, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. I'm thinking about bringing back uh, Whip Em Out Wednesday stickers. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna call Opie and Anthony up and ask him if I can go. Uh, uh, <laughs> Just stay away from a church, all right, there, Craig. Let's be smart this time, all right. Let's figure this out. That, that was sex for Sam. No, that I wasn't whip him out. Wednesday. I know it wasn't. I'm just making a yeah. reference to the no, same. I'm, I'm good. I'm with you. I'm that, making yeah. a reference to the same program, legendary and, program, and not just any church. Yes, like <laughs> the Church of All Churches Correct. in uh, the state of New York. That's right. Right. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Were you there when that happened? I think I was, yeah. Because that was like, what, 01? I was there, so I, I got to NEW uh, 2000, some point in 2000. I was there through 9-11, and then I was told in December of 01. So a couple months after the 9-11 attacks. It was August of 20, uh, 2002. Yeah, so I was not there for it. Okay. Now, they had done the similar things like it, right. but not in St. Pat's and all that. No. Yes. Um, yeah, so I, I wasn't renewed. I was told in December of 01 that my services would no longer be needed. Gotcha. Yeah. So they did that infamous radio stunt during the summer book. Feels like a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised by that. You're always being rated, Evan. You're always being <laughs> no, rated. I know. I Remember know. that. You can't take any days off. Every day is a big day here. Yes. 877-337-6666. Look at this. I wouldn't that his name is so close. You don't, you don't want <laughs> What? I Googled Justin Shackle. Oh. But I spelled it wrong. Oh, can I look? Yeah. Hold sure. Come on over. All right, so first, I you, what, see up here? Yeah. I spelled it wrong. Yeah, you spelled it wrong. It's yeah. C-K-I-L. Yes. Look what comes. Look oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Be yeah. careful. Yeah, there's a bad guy named Justin Shackley, who you do not want to have, get confused with Justin Shackle. Yeah, that reminds me. I know it's spelled differently, and yes. I hate to bring this up because I feel bad for the guy. The famous NFL broadcaster. Jerry Sandusky. Whose name is Jerry Sandusky. He's the Ravens broadcaster, yeah. as a matter of fact. Yes. Now, I think he spells Jerry differently. With a G. With a G. Yeah. But still. Yes. By the way, he he has told the story many times on all like the death threats he would get. I'm sure. And he's like, that's my name. I'm not changing my name. And for a couple of years, it was very awkward to hear him go, and now let's go out to the booth, and Jerry Sandusky has yes. got the call. And I'm like, this son of a bitch got a job. <laughs> He's doing play-by-play -play for the Ravens? See, sometimes you may have a name like our very own Tom Izzo, and he leans into the fact that he's got the same name as a famous head coach. Like, that's cool. Yeah. But when you've got the name that's like that, it's a little different. Not as a fact, Tom Izzo told me yesterday he got to meet Michigan State's Tom Izzo via Zoom call. Well, he's, Mal he's met him multiple times. Oh, the is that right? The problem is Coach Izzo keeps forgetting. 
It's not that memorable. But to how him. could you forget you meeting a guy with the same name? You would think you'd like if, that. if Pink has already forgotten meeting me today. I accept that. That's. I mean, she meets a lot of people. Right. She's on a tour promoting her album. She probably met five hundred people today, right? Mm -hmm. But my name's also not Pink. You're right. Right, if your right. name was Pink, she'd remember it every she time. She'd be like, yeah, I remember meeting a, a bald guy named Pink. <laughs> yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 100%. Now, I didn't get to really interview her today, which would be another dream of mine, to do a one-on-one -on -one sit-down with her. But as a big fan, and I'm dating myself, of Arthur Fonzarelli mm. and Happy Days, uh, there was a badass biker chick named Pinky Tuscadero. Her cousin was Leather Tuscadero. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I've always wondered... If Pink saw Happy Days, thought these two gals on motorcycles were badasses. Oh, he created the character of her? And kind of like fell in love with the concept of being known as Pink. Huh. But I didn't get a chance to ask her that. I'm going to guess the answer is no, but that's a good probably question. Probably not because of her age. Yeah. You're probably right about no, that. No, that's yeah. the kind of show that we are. Like, I watched Happy Days, and that's well before my time. Like, I'm aware of it. Yeah, but so you never saw it, did you? Yeah, of course. You saw, Happy like, Days? on TV Network or of on course. TV Tunes or something. Fonzarelli used to, like, hit the, uh, the, the the machine with the music. What's that called again? We call that a jukebox. The jukebox. Yeah. And it would magically start working. He was the Fonz, man. He was the coolest guy in the world. He was the coolest Until guy in the world. Until the episode where he literally jumped a shark. Yeah, in a leather jacket. In a leather jacket. Water skiing over water a skiing. shark pit. I mean, it was a little rough. <laughs> he awesome. literally jumped a shark. No, no Hence doubt. the phrase, jump the shark.